You're listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. Today I'm here with my mama. Hi. And we are currently in Paris, and it is almost midnight. We're at an Airbnb. We're in Paris for a few days. My mom came to visit me um, in the other part of France that I was staying, and then we came to Paris together for a few days to see some family that are here, and uh, yeah, we just wanted to spend some time together. So nice, isn't it? I know. It's so cozy. And you might be wondering, why is Mimi Bouchard up at midnight? This is so not on brand. Well, the the answer is, well, you can just tell that I'm sleepy with this whole brain situation. But um, the answer is I'm really trying to stay up as late as I can this week because I'm going to Vancouver in two days and the time difference is nine hours. And when I get there, I'm super busy with work stuff and I have like meetings and filming stuff and dinners and this and this and this. And I need to be seriously unjet lagged. So I'm trying to stay up as late as I can. (laughs) Anyway, so today's podcast, my mom came on the podcast about a year ago. Was it a year ago? I think it was exactly a year ago in November when I was in London with you. Oh my God, it was. So my mom was in London with me and we did a podcast together and it was actually a really big hit. So many of you guys loved it. My mommy is, I don't know if you heard the other episode, but she's a very wise woman and we're very close and she has great advice to young girls. And I always love, you know, picking older, wiser people's brains. So I'm very happy to have you on again, Mama. I'm so, so happy to be here. Um, okay, so I did a Q&A on my IG stories as usual. And we have so many amazing questions from so many of you. So I think we're just going to do like general life advice. Like just we'll, we'll see what comes up. So... My first question for you, Mama, is tips you would give your younger self in terms of finding a boyfriend, a career, etc. Oh boy, that's loaded. Wait, so, try not to move up the mic. Sorry, babe. So tips to my younger self. Well, first of all, finding a boyfriend, that's not really anything I was interested really in. I don't think you have to go and find a boyfriend. I think you just have to let things happen and they come to you. I think that would be my advice because I think when you're so desperate to have a boyfriend, it kind of doesn't show up. You know, it's kind of like the good things in life just come to you. Wait, I'm just going to adjust the mic. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Great. So, um, yeah, I think that you shouldn't be so concerned about having a boyfriend when you're younger. To be honest with you, I think that if it comes your way and that's great, but you have to really concentrate on living your best life and learning and growing and being true to who you are and not being someone you're not. 
in order did to Did you impress. act like someone you weren't at any point when you were younger? Of course I did. I think we all do. I think we all try on different hats when we're younger to find out kind of what feels right to us. But, you know, I had a lot of friends growing up, but I didn't have a boyfriend per se until I was probably 18. Really? I'm a late bloomer. Well, honestly, same. Like, Ben's my first, like, real boyfriend. Like, yeah, I dated those random guys in high school. Like, it was childish relationships, though. Like, do you mean, like, you never had little boyfriends when you were younger? No, we had a, we had a big group of friends that hung out a lot together. And I don't know. I didn't. I really didn't have a, a boyfriend, per se. You have to remember, too, I was always a little chubby. So I didn't have really good, you know, self, self-esteem. Um, self-esteem. You know, I had lots of friends and a you know, great personality, you know, and I really loved people. But we, I hung out with a great group of friends and none of us really, I think a few of us had, you know, serious boyfriends or girlfriends, but no, it was, um, no, I was a late bloomer. Yeah. How do you, were you really self-conscious when you were younger? Because I know as a teenager, I was so self-conscious, but everything and anything like, you know, and I have friends as well. Like, you know, we chat about this, you know, if, if you have, acne when you're a teenager you're so self-conscious about your skin but then like you said like you know you were a bit chubbier than your friends I was totally chubby I was chubby my whole life it's you know and um I definitely was self-conscious about that I was really lucky I had really good skin and I um so that didn't bother me but I was absolutely self-conscious and I think we all are but in my day we didn't wear a tight Crop tops. Crop tops and tight clothes like you guys do now. It was all about sweatshirts and sweatpants, and we always wanted to cover ourselves up. Um, Even, like, at 15, we never wanted, like, anyone to see our boobs and be. (laughs) It's a whole different world. So in that respect, um, I don't know what to say. I really just think that uh, I think we're all self-conscious. But I think what you have nowadays is you have this amazing thing with self-awareness and all these people out there that have such great information to share. So I'm really hoping that people don't go through the same self-conscious issues that I went through. I feel like personal growth is just becoming such a big thing. Yeah, it's it's mainstream now for younger people, which is amazing because it totally wasn't when I was, you know, way, way back. Yeah. What do you think would have happened in your life if you discovered like self-love earlier? That's something I ask myself a lot. I'm like, wow, what would my life be like if I actually started loving myself when I was like a preteen, when it first kind of all started? Well, you have such a jump up on what most people have because you started personal development so young. So I can't even imagine. No, I know. Imagine never having these issues. Like I always wonder. Yeah, I, I truly and honestly don't think about that that much anymore because I think you know there's no shoulda coulda woulda in my life Uh, we all go through things that lead us to where we're going to be and hopefully our experiences will let us help others in the future with their experiences yeah so yeah no you're you're so right you're so right I don't want to look back there's just no point yeah yeah there isn't a point and also I feel like going through all of this like negative self-talk and going through all of the ups and downs in life, like it really just makes you appreciate when you finally get there, when you finally feel good about yourself and okay about your life and happy, you know? Yeah. You know, I think growth is really important and you have to go through hard things to grow and become a, a not bigger person. That's the wrong thing. A more a happier person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So for someone listening right now, that's kind of just starting out, 
in their journey to self-love, to self-acceptance, what are like the top two or three pieces of advice that you would tell them you, like from a mother yeah you really have to keep plugged in you have to you have to keep reading you have to keep plugged into uh self-care yeah i think that's really really so important because it's very easy you know you and i are both into personal development but if i stop reading my books for like a few weeks i can i can sneakily get back into some negative self-talk when i don't do my morning routine oh, yeah. give me huge. one day my and morning like, routine is it's one of the hugest thing and yeah. I, it is never the same when i don't do it yeah yeah but i also really try to not get upset with myself when i don't do it because self-sabotaging yourself and talking you know the head stuff the way you speak to yourself yeah. it, it doesn't help at all so all we can do is the best we can do but we can strive to be better all the time so keeping plugged in keeping um reading a little bit every day even if it's just 10 pages of something positive mm-hmm. i try and read in the morning and i try to read at night i don't always get it to it at night but the morning mm-hmm. is really important i feel like mornings just are the best because you actually have that motivation like it's a fresh dosage of motivation yeah when at night it's like Absolutely. you know the day could just take you we're so exhausted I, right now <laughs> i also think something that's really key for young people these days to keep a, a great self look or feeling inside bad way of expressing that sorry but is to not stay on social media all the time oh my god to develop your relationships with the people who love you and who you love and to really understand that what you see out there in social media a lot of it is just bullshit it is and it's uh, you know we see everybody's highlights out there the highlights are everywhere and you're not seeing all the down moments that these people are having and to really realize that you are not alone everyone's going through things and what you see on this social media of platforms are you know just the shiny the shiny golden stuff it's yeah no it's stuff. so true like when i spend a lot of time on social media i am more depressed as a human being absolutely like i'm just down and, and we need nature nature yeah. like you know in japan they have forest baths there are these un- people go through walks in the forest to feel better yeah nature is so important for humans yeah and we're losing a lot of that and just like it does the opposite to us you know instead of getting rejuvenated in nature being on technology just like sucks the life out of us yeah i think it's also really important to live in the moment and stop thinking of the oh my god if i had done this or what's going to happen in the future really embrace the moment and, yeah and the beauty in that yeah absolutely all right next question oh this is interesting have you seen a huge have have you seen huge growth from Mimi since she quit Made in Chelsea? Be honest, um, I don't care. I'm, I'm so honest, honest with everyone a- absolutely. here. Absolutely, I'll yeah. just say flat out, absolutely. I think um, you could be totally honest. I can well, cut things out if you. If I don't know. Like it. <laughs> no, I know that Mimi was on her personal development journey before Made in Chelsea, and then you know, Made in Chelsea was something that um, helped her lead her to where she is now, that even though she was so strong going in, there were moments that were really difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, putting yourself out there on on television and... uh, Not having control, but how you're seen. Yeah, for sure not having control of how you're seen, even though we could say to you and people we knew in TV could say to you that they're going to change things around. It's still when it happened, it, it, it was hurtful. Yeah. And... Plus, being in the public eye, it's not an easy thing. And there, there are things you had to go through to um, 
get over that and what you looked like and how you appeared. And, and I think you've I done, was so self-conscious, yeah, so self-conscious. And I think you are not only happier now, not that you weren't happy then, cause you enjoyed part of that Ugh, part of I the wasn't journey. I was truly happy. I wasn't deep down happy, but part of the journey was exciting. It was exciting, but it was just, it was exciting because, you know, it was so new to me and I really wanted to work in TV for so long, but I also, you know, I think I left at a really good time and, you know, it was... You learned a lot. I learned a lot. And you grew. I learned and so much. I was I was less naive after leaving. Yeah. Like, I was so naive when I first started, and I've left way stronger. And I think that also leads back to the, sometimes it's hard. You have to go through hard things to grow. And um, I think you've absolutely uh, done some incredible growth since then. Thanks, Mama. Aww, you're welcome, baby. Okay, so what's your biggest tip for staying motivated? Well, again, you know, continually being plugged into your books and to um, audiobooks if you do personal, like, you know, personal. That really helps you, that's huh? That's huge. Yeah, staying motivated, it, ha- it it keeps me motivated. My it mom keeps- does her 10,000 steps in the morning when she's at home. My parents live in the countryside. She does her 10,000 steps and listens to audiobooks I in the morning and audiobooks. goes on the trail in the countryside. I it's love so audiobooks. They're my favorite thing ever. So yeah, I think that to stay motivated, you have to be plugged into motivational people. And And sticking around motivational people. You don't want to hang around a crowd that's not motivating you. Yeah. If you're hanging around a bunch of friends that are just getting drunk or other things all the time. (laughs) You can say whatever you want. Or getting stoned, whatever. If If you're hanging around people who are just hanging out and doing, you know, things that don't help them grow and they're not motivated people, it doesn't mean you can't go and have fun from time to time, but if you're just hanging around a crowd that's not made of motivated, you're not going to be motivated. Yeah. You know, it's a famous quote. You are the sum of the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. You guys know where I get it now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. And we've both seen this, I think, in our lives. Like we, I, I personally always talk about it, but the people that I hang out with like directly impact me. Like even if I'm with – like, for example, and not in like a negative way, but even at Christmas when we're with the entire family for the week, like I'll end up just like not being so motivated because I'm not waking up early and like doing my thing. And I, you know, maybe eat a bit more than I usually do. And like, maybe I'm feeling a bit like overwhelmed because everyone's just so intense at family Christmas and stuff. Like, I don't know. But there's nothing wrong with letting yourself go at Christmas time. No, I know that, but I don't feel like my best self when I'm like, around all these people that like drink a lot more than I do like well, eat a lot then, more than then, I do well, like. <laughs> then honestly it's your problem nobody else's right? okay yes and I agree with that but I'm just trying to give an example here it is but Christmas is a special time for sure yeah and, I know I enjoy and, Christmas more when I'm like like waking up early like still working out and stuff yeah. anyway whatever so okay this is a good question mama so my parents have been together for what, 28 years? Well, married 28 years, but together almost 31. Okay. So we have some love cues. Okay. How do you know you're with the love of your life? <laughs> wow. That's a really good question. Like what are some signs? Well, I live my life pretty well in the moment. I've always lived like that. So, so tell the story. So you moved in with dad. So when? I met Pierre at university and within three months we were living together because in Montreal back then everybody moved July 1st and we were either at one apartment or the other. So for us, it seemed ridiculous to spend rent on two. Yeah. So we kind of just lived like that and we didn't know we were going to get married and have children. And 
then two and a half years later, I just, I got pregnant. <laughs> oh my God. You only dated for two and a half years. Well, lived having... together for two and a half years. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So two and a half years later, daddy was 33 and I was 25 and little, little oopsie daisy Celeste came out. Yeah. She, <laughs> Nine months my later. My was an accident. I love telling her that. <laughs> she was a happy accident. And oh one we yeah, so you know, I kind of I'm I'm pretty live by the seat of my pants. So how do you know you're with the person you love? I just is it, it a felt gut right. feeling? It felt right. Yeah, it felt right. I didn't. You but know? did you know since the day you met him? Well, I met him. I was. Is 22. he the only guy you've ever loved? The only man I've ever loved. Yes, Dad is. Yeah, oh, that's cute. Yeah, he is the only man I've ever loved. That's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Well, that's like wow. me and Ben. Well, I never really thought that would happen. It was the really? last thing in my life that I ever thought I'd end up being with him. You really? Know? But it just, I couldn't imagine my life without him. Because mm-hmm. you're best friends. Like, I think that's, okay, I'm going to tell you my definition of love. And can you correct me slash tell me your opinion and how it evolves over time? Because I've obviously only been with Ben for two years. Yeah. But my idea of love is you're literally just best friends with another human being and love them in every way, shape, or form. And your best friends, are, you're also just like at the next level of that. It's like, I want to be with you like 24-7 and just like, I cannot get enough of you. And I'm just like obsessed with you. And yes, we fight. And then I hate you for a second. And then I love you again. And it's just like a lot of passion and emotion. But at the end of the day, I could never look at any other guy. Like, I, you know, yes, it's fun to like not flirt, but like, you know, walk down the road and like feel good about yourself and like smile at people, whatever. But I would never actually be able to like, like another guy, like romantically, I feel in the moment right now. Well, I've, I'm at a very different level in my relationship (laughs) and I love your father passionately, but I don't want to be with him 24 hours a day. And I love him. I love you, Pierre. He is he is my best friend, but he's my best friend in a different way. I have girl best friends that are very different mm-hmm. than than your papa, but we have so much left, like so much in common because we're both artists and we have certain similar passions, but we also have a lot of things. That you are, have so, so many differences. We also have a lot of differences and we give each other the space. And I think that's why we have lasted. We've lasted and, and happily lasted. Um, for all these years, because we do have our own separate lives as well. Not a lot, not a, you know, a lot of time, but, um, I can't imagine my life without him and I love him to death. And yes, we are great, great friends, but and our marriage has gone through so many different things, having children, not being, you know, and then now going through the empty nest, which is where I think we're at the one of the best parts of our relationship. Really? Actually. Right now is? It's a deeper relationship. Really? Because we've gone through the hard part. Oh. There, you know, there's hard parts in, in relationships. What are the hardest parts in relationships? Oh my gosh. Well, I think we went through a few waves where, you know, to be honest, it, was, it wasn't it was easy. And we've talked about yeah, this before. Yeah, you, we almost yeah. split up a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think when the kids were young and money was an issue yeah. and, you know, you know, you lose sight of yourself a little bit when you have children and you lose your identity and sometimes it makes you question things. Yeah. And then, so that's been the hardest, like that, how old was Celeste and I? Like, I think it was probably between the ages of maybe seven and 12. Like you guys are four and a half years apart. So that's a huge difference. But you know, in in that kind of- When I was seven, Celeste was 12? Well, like- 
Yeah, I don't know. Like somewhere around. Yeah, yeah. probably when somewhere maybe between your beginning at five and the ending at 13. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. around that. And then that was the hardest. Well, there are waves. You yeah, know? waves. And then, waves. and then now has been the best. Like The best in a different way because there's nothing like the beginning of a relationship. And there's nothing like having your children. Yeah. When you give birth to a child, there's this this sense of family and, and building a young family. There was beautiful moments there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's beautiful moments throughout the journey, but they're all different. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to grow together as well as growing separate. And I think you can't always be with your partner. Yeah. You know, you, you can't like be one of those girls that hangs on to your boyfriend and doesn't like, you know, want it to doesn't let him hang have out with life. her, her yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. And don't let, and not let him have a little bit of space. Yeah. That that's a very needy relationship isn't a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think the fact that I've been like not really even living in the UK this year, I've been kind of in and out has strengthened. Well, it's going to do one or the other. Yeah. You know, it would have done one or the other. And, yeah. and yes. It's- and yeah, I was in London for three months this summer, but like other than that, the beginning of this year, I was in Canada for like three, four months and like without Ben. And then now I, I was in France for three months. Yeah. He came on the weekends and stuff, but you it know, was the a next, great test. It was a great test. Mm-hmm. In the next six weeks, I'm not even seeing him. Well, I'm seeing him. At, he's coming to LA. I tell you. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm really happy. Um, yeah, that, that, I, I, love, I love Ben, and I, I actually think you have found an incredible partner. My mom thinks he's the one. I do. I she do. Does. I think. I, I my think, sister is dating. I think both my kids are with the one. It's yeah. so nice. My, oh, my God, guys. Did you listen to um, Celeste and Ryan's episode. I forget what number it was. My sister and her boyfriend did an episode with me. It was like an ask a man episode. And you obviously met Ryan through that, but my mom thinks that both Ben and I and Celeste and Ryan are like soulmates. You know what? I think it's really important that you find someone that you can be completely yourself with. Mm -hmm. And you have both found people who I can tell when I'm with you that you are 100% yourself and that is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. All right, let's look at some more questions. All right, so what do you, you know what? I'm actually curious about this, Mama. What do you think about traditional education? Like as a parent, Ooh. what do you think about traditional education? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think depending on what country you live in, because I don't know the system in the UK very well. Uh, and I know personally from you growing up and your sister growing up, your sister could handle a traditional education pretty well. You needed a different kind of education. What, what did I need? <laughs> well, I think that you were a really curious kid mm-hmm. and you didn't learn very well sitting in a chair. You I wasn't a, good at being told what to you do. You were not very good at being told what to do. In fact, I remember so well. Oh my God, I'm going to. I laugh so hard thinking about this. I first took you and your friend Maya to a ballet class yeah. with Iris, and you were two, and you were in those little pink outfits Tutus. with the little skirts and everything, and the teacher was getting you all to run around in a circle going clockwise, and you just went counterclockwise. <laughs> you just were like, fuck that. <laughs> I am not following everybody else. And Maya was always such a good... Yeah, Maya, my she, friend. Oh, when I was she's a kid. such a great... Great girl and fabulous woman. She was such a good but, student but was, and like listened yeah, to everyone perfectly. She, she and I liked, was just the rebel. <laughs> she worked really well with that kind of system. You didn't. And I have a friend who has a Montessori school in Canada. And I go to visit her from time to time and I see these kids. And it's an amazing school system. So I really think education, it depends on the child. 
Mm-hmm. I think that math is taught very poorly and I think it's got to change. And I think a lot of, um, there's this wonderful school. We were just watching that documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza documentary with this, with this school that was teaching, um, art-based, you know, math was art-based. All these classes were art-based to teach them all the different subjects. And it was fascinating and kids were doing so much better. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you guys know my take on this. Like I'm, obsessed with teaching myself things like I am such an independent person and I think the most that I've ever learned in life is by self-education um and you know I've I actually went to university for a year and really tried to learn there but it just didn't work for me and and I really think that taking education into your own hands and making it a lifelong journey, not just something you do for four years in university is really, really important. I agree that education should be a lifelong journey, but I also think that it depends on the person because yeah. a lot and of people, your goals. it depends on yeah. your goals. And a lot of people need structure. And if you want to become a doctor, you got to go to university. Totally, totally. But for my goals and for it my personality, the right place for you. not a good thing. So the way that I learn now is through podcasts, through online courses, through books, audiobooks, like talking to people, asking questions. Like I love learning that way. And, you know, whether that's something that I want to use in my career or something that I actually am just passionate about, like I love learning about like, you know, personal development's been a huge passion of mine now. Like, yes, I, I integrate those principles into my life, but I just love to learn about like anything from just like how to optimize my performance, how to up my productivity, how to be more creative, how to like just all these things like I want to learn from people. And this leads me into today's sponsor, aka Skillshare. So Skillshare is an online learning community for the creator in all of us. They have thousands of classes in photography and creative writing to design and productivity, like I was just chatting about. That's why I was talking about that because I actually took some of the productivity courses on Skillshare, which is a online learning platform. They have thousands of classes and their classes are on demand so you can learn at your own pace and literally open up your computer wherever you are and start learning from professionals get inspired, join a class, and you can just learn something, create something that you will love. And on the topic of productivity, I genuinely feel like me learning to be more productive makes me a more creative human being because my brain is just so much more organized and I feel like I just have a better structure in place. So being creative can literally benefit you in everything that you do, whether it's your job, your relationships, coming up with new, you know, conversation ideas, networking with people, and just thinking outside of the box and getting out of your comfort zone, as you know, I talk about a lot, is just super important. So That's what I love about Skillshare. They teach so many different classes. As I mentioned, I love the productivity ones. You can learn to be more creative, expand your brain. Also learn about anything else you want to learn about. So design, creative writing, like, and then more, more traditional stuff as well. So make sure to go check it out, guys. You know, the quality of the classes are really high end. You can, you know, personalize your stuff. You can, you know, get feedback. You can be part of this big community. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare, and you can get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash MP 
for Mimi B podcast. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started by heading to skillshare.com forward slash MP to sign up. That is skillshare.com forward slash MP. All right, now back to the episode. Mom, are you going to try out Skillshare? I actually am curious now. You can get two months for free. I'll check it out and You see. have to go to Skillshare.com slash MP. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, guys, it's there's like no out. downside to, to signing up. And, you know, I love free stuff, as we all do. And I love learning. And I love learning. Exactly. All right, Mama, do you have any regrets in life? Next question. Oh my God, I'm sure I do. <laughs> let's, just, For sure. let's just go right into the deep ones. <laughs> well, I don't really want to think of them as regrets because I truly believe that I am here today now I know, because I know. of we everything that's happened in the past. And I think that, you know, the whole shoulda, coulda, woulda thing is just stupid because yeah. there's nothing you can change and it's a waste of time thinking about it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I regret certain things for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Another one about me. What do you think about my job what do I <laughs> as think a parent? I am fascinated by the new economy. Yeah. I am. And in fact, we were talking about it tonight. And, and it was funny at a dinner table at my mom's house the other day. You weren't there, but the whole family was there. Yeah, say what they were and, saying. And um, well, my brother was like, I never thought in a million years that like that little podcast or that little blog that Mimi was doing would actually create a business. You know, we are of a different generation. I'm 53. And like everything's moving so quickly. And I knew that whatever you decided to do in life, you'd be successful because you were tenacious. And it's just, you know, you're, you always got what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And, um, you worked hard for it too. You worked hard. I mean, you had a job from oh a young God. age. I worked so you did. hard. You wanted money to buy stuff. You got a job. So, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So what do I think of it? I think it's uh, a fascinating world. And I think it's great that you can work for yourself. And I, I love that you're giving back. And I love that you're sharing the things that you're passionate about that can actually help people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, baby. Are you ever worried about like the inconsistency or like instability. No, I'm not worried about entrepreneurship. that. Entrepreneurship. No, I'm not worried. Well, Daddy and I have been entrepreneurs our whole life. We've always worked for ourselves. Yeah. So no, I've never been worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So next question, Mama, is what is your funniest memory? With oh me? my god, you were so funny. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know if I should say Wait, some of these okay, things. Okay, just do it. I can cut it out if I don't like it. Well, you loved animals. At six years old, you became a vegetarian. Yeah. And you always loved animals. And But when you were really little, you were like three years old, you loved dogs and you wanted to be a oh, dog. Oh, yeah, this is so funny. You oh wanted to God. be a dog so badly and you would just, you wouldn't eat unless I put it in a, in a little bowl on the floor yeah. and you would just go woof woof and lick it up and eat out of your yeah. the bowl on the I floor. I loved animals. I wanted to be a dog when I was very young. <laughs> you had you had so many amazing moments. You, I was a weird kid. You I was not really, weird. I, I mean, was there's weird. no weird. There's no weird. I think most kids are weird, though. I think everybody's weird. Nobody's normal. Normal does not exist. This whole thing about trying to fit in some kind of box that makes us good or bad or pretty or ugly or whatever, I think that's all bullshit. I really think we have to be who we are. And you know what? I 
I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yes, I always swear. Oh, fuck those who don't believe the same as you. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, that, you know, I didn't fit the box. I did all things a little bit differently. But I'm happy. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think people are made to feel different. And, that, and that's not good because difference good. Individuals good. Mm-hmm. Everybody wearing the same clothes and looking the same way. It's, that's not good. That's conformist. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. doesn't create unique identities and, and, and being, I just, I just don't like that. But yeah. that was one of my favorite funny moments of you as a child. <laughs> you had a lot of great moments. You had a really big personality. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and I used to love how you used to write little books. Oh, I was Mimi such is a writer. Yeah, Mimi's a huge writer, and she used to write all these little books. The I, Sarah books the or Sarah whatever. Books, so yeah. I only knew how to spell my name or the name Sarah because I had this little dog. Yeah, go figure. Uh, it was a toy, and its name tag said Sarah, and I knew how to spell it because of that. I was so young, and I wrote these books. I had like a whole like series of books, like Sarah's Adventures, and I wrote wrote them yeah, when I was like They were really four. funny. <laughs> the other thing was we used to have a, a rule at home that was an hour of screen time a day. So whether computer or TV, since you were little, it was only an hour of screen time. I think on weekends. We were a bit more lax on weekends. Mm-hmm. But you and your sister played dress up all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was huge amounts of dress up. We had a whole room that just was like – Tons yeah. of like dress up clothing and the, the shows that you would put on. Oh my god, I'm just like laughing thinking. Wait, about I actually it. have videos I need to show you after this. Oh my god, please. you're gonna freak. Okay, hilarious. remind me. I need to show you. Remind okay, me. Hilarious. Um. Okay. Next questions. Question. In what ways do you inspire each other? What are Mimi's strengths and weaknesses? So let's do the inspire each other first. You really inspire me. Aw, do I? Yeah, you do. You're very hardworking and driven and, like, smart. (laughs) You love to learn. You're very smart. I do love to learn. And you're, like, really committed to bettering yourself, too, and, like... I am. I slip up all the time. No, but so do I. But, but, you know, two steps forward, one step back. I do, too. Like, everyone does. Yeah, and I think that that being kinder to ourselves, that's something that I'm learning to do. That is what you inspire me with. Oh, good. Because you are hard on yourself. I'm so hard on myself. And you're just like, whatever. Like, you're just like, it's okay. And that inspires me for sure. Oh, that's great. Well, you inspire me all the time. You do, because you're going for it. I, you know, I guess, you know, I wish I was where you are now no. when I was younger, but I, can't, I don't wish it because I'm not, so it's yeah. done. But I I think that, um, you know, I wish somebody had told me about personal development when I was younger. Yeah. Because, I mean, it would change where I am and you wouldn't be here. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think it's um, an amazing thing now to see that young people have this amazing access to, and, and it is the new thing. I mean, personal it growth is. is happening, which is great. Before it was um, totally not the thing, and now it is. And so I think that this is a new age, and I think it's a great age to, you know, a great age and a terrible age to grow up in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's the good and the bad. It's your choice what you want to absorb. Exactly. It's it's hard not to absorb what's out there. That's why you have to be really strong to get rid of your phone from time to time mm. and read a book and take a walk. And, and you know, here, it's a really good example. My, um, my 10-day trip to France is now. And the second day in, I got pickpocketed and my new iPhone 11 Pro Max was taken from me. So I have been living this 10 days or the last eight days without a phone. And it's something I haven't 
been brought up with like you have. And it's been difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep saying to Mimi, take a picture for me. Can you do this? Like yeah. not going and putting on, posting on my Instagram. It's been, it's been really hard. But it's also so freeing. Like that's but why exactly. I, I, I do it once say, a year. Once a year I, was, I do it. I was just going to say that. For a week it's or It's been amazing and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Really has. It's been fabulous. Yeah. And, and so I can only imagine someone of your generation who who is really attached to their phone. It's I hope there's a new movement against it, yeah. against, you know, away from being plugged in all the time. Yeah. I actually think it's, it's morphing our brains into thing, into, uh, in a different way. And it's I think it's causing us. a lot, it's causing a lot more depression. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, and I, um, I heard this story once. I actually don't remember where I even heard this. Maybe it was like in a book or in a podcast, but there was a doctor Maybe it was Dr. Mark Hyman. I don't remember. Anyway, there was a doctor and he had a young patient come in and the young, it was like him and his mom, like a young, like teenage boy. And he wanted to get, maybe it was not uh, Mark Hyman actually, take my word back because he's a functional medicine doctor. It was like a normal doctor. Um, This kid and his mom came in and they were like, oh, you know, he has depression. Like, can we get him some anxiety pills? Um, or like depression pills because he's been struggling with anxiety and depression like he's never in a good mood all this stuff and the doctor said he was like okay i'm going to prescribe you something but it's not going to be a pill if you promise me that you'll try this for at least two weeks do not go on your phone for the first hour of the day and do not go on your phone for the last hour of your day it's huge i try and do that now yeah i know and they were like, uh, okay. Like he was like, don't be around technology. Just like, you know, have some time to reflect on your day or get ready for the day. And just like, don't be on technology for these two hours. And then the boy and his mom came back two weeks later and they were like, he literally doesn't have anxiety and depression as much anymore at all. And obviously this is a very holistic approach trying this out, but think about it. This 14 year old kid was probably glued to his phone and you know, his brain was just like fried from it and just, you know, being on social media too much is negative and it yeah. make, puts you in a depressive state. So obviously this would not work for everybody because a lot of people have like more, you know, deep rooted issues. But, you know, that was just really fascinating to hear. I absolutely agree. I think there is overprescribing, especially in the US. There's a lot of overprescribing. I don't know about the UK. And obviously there are times where it's necessary, but I, I highly recommend to limit your mm-hmm. your screen time. Yeah, the phone can be a very positive thing, but it can also be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, on that note, we're at 40 minutes. I'm so tired. It's like almost one and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope I've answered a few questions. There was one question that I'm glad you didn't ask. What? Uh, how can I get Mimi to be my girlfriend? Oh, there's a guy yeah. that asked that. <laughs> so, uh, I promise like, you he does you not can't. listen. I promise you he does not listen, listen to, to this podcast. podcast. We were Because we were going through the question and answer thing on my Instagram. And a lot of people write some weird ass questions. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go check out my mom on Instagram. And take a walk in the woods. Take a walk in the woods. What's your Instagram, mom? So that people can know, I all my guests have to tell their social media. Oh, okay. It's at Michelle Kosoy, K O S O Y. You can just look on Mimi's and she follows me. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.